So what's this story all about? Well, for me, this story is all about redemption. It's a story about a father who is waiting until that which had been lost had been returned. It's about bringing to life what was um, dead, and it's about fixing what became broken. And God is the father in this story. God, our heavenly father, sent his son Jesus into the world to restore that which is broken. And primarily, that's our personal relationship with him. And Jesus came to find that which had become lost. That's why he was sat with all of the sinners and the tax collectors, because he was there to find what was lost. And Jesus came and lived and died and rose again in order to give those who believe in him eternal life. But that's not the end of the story. That's the gospel, what we call the good news of Jesus Christ. And it is good news. It's fantastic news. But I think the gospel is even wider and broader and higher and bigger than that. I believe that God wants to redeem You know, it's the father who redeems the relationship between himself and his youngest son. If you remember, the father runs. He sees his son, even though he's a long way off. He sees him. He runs to him. He hugs him. He kisses him. He initiates that. And I want to say, if you have a relationship that is broken or strained or damaged, if it seems that there's no way that it could ever get fixed, then I really want to encourage you to take that relationship to Jesus, to tell him about it, and then be prepared to be the agent of transformation in that relationship. I want to tell you a very quick story, because in my Christian life, this has happened to me. You will have trouble. But then Jesus said, but I give to you a comforter who is called the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, God with us, God in us for those who believe in Jesus, he is the one who's looking to redeem, to transform every area, every relationship of our lives. Look at what new clothes. And that reminds me that when in that moment when you became a Christian, or if you're not a Christian yet, in that moment when you become a Christian, God takes away our, our stain of sin. If you remember that young man, he comes back from where there's a famine and his clothes are dirty, he's been working with pigs. Can you imagine the smell? Can you imagine the dirt? But when Jesus died on the cross, what he's offering us is to take away our garments of sin and to throw them away and to put on us a robe of holiness and righteousness. And righteousness means a right relationship with God through Jesus. This, the father then gives his son a ring. And a ring is a, a symbol of authority and position. When you became a Christian... You were given this same authority and position as a son. And it's a responsibility because now as a son bearing the ring, 
His responsibility was to represent his father. And our job as Christians is to represent our father God well in this life. And understand that we've been authority to do his will. They gave his son sandals. And for me, sandals is, um, it makes you be able to run less painfully and quicker and faster. You know, if, can you imagine, like in Israel, loads of stones everywhere. Can you imagine going along barefooted? But sandals make it less painful to walk around and move. And it reminds me of a uh, verse in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. Um, and the verse says, Stand firm then, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Because when we became a Christian, God has given us this great message of peace. And the message is your story. How you became a Christian. Why Jesus in your life is making the difference. And he's given it to us like a pair of sandals on our feet to stand firm, to defend ourselves against the enemy, but also so that we can give out this message of peace to everyone else. You too can become a child of God through Jesus Christ. And when you became a Christian, there was a party in heaven. God and the angels celebrated. They celebrated. Because you, their son and their daughter. And then we saw the eldest son. And I want you to see what happens here. Again, tap down for me. The father says three important things to the son. And I want you to imagine that this is what God sings over you. And I'm using the word sings over you. He sings over you, my son. My son. You belong to God and God belongs to you through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. You belong. You're his child. You're his son. You're his daughter. My son. He sings over you. He sings over you. You are always with me. The thing that the eldest son got wrong was that he wanted the blessings of the father, the young goat. He wanted the blessings of the father more than the presence of the father. And the treasure, the pearl of price, the greatest thing of wealth is to have the presence of God. That's what being a Christian is all about. It's experiencing living with the presence of God quite here on earth and then in heaven. God, more than the presence of God. But he sings over you. Always you are with me. Through every disaster of life, through every high, through every low. And then he sings over you something absolutely amazing. He says, everything I have is yours. I want you to... Grab this. It's really amazing. It's like the symphony that I want you to hear most. The son, his, his claim against his dad was, you never gave me a goat. And the father's reply is, everything I have is yours. You didn't need to ask. If you wanted a goat, just take it. Everything I have is yours. 
everything I have. You could have just taken it. You've misunderstood. And I want you to hear that because almighty God of heaven and earth says to you, everything I have is yours. Everything. Nothing is withheld from you. You have the inheritance. You're his son, his daughter. You have the lot. Can you imagine what he can give to you? Everything I have is yours. In a moment, we're going to do a creative prayer. And uh, even the young people are going to do it. We've got a station over here in the south transept. And we've also got a station at the back. And all I would like you to do is that there's some glass bottles and some plastic bottles. There's bottles with lids on and bottles with labels. I want you just to choose a bottle that represents you. And then there's a bowl of water. And I want you to fill the bottle up with a bottle of water. And that's going to represent our tears. Because in this story, there's a lot of tears. There's tears of joy. There's tears of sorrow. There's tears of rejection. There's tears of hurt. There's tears of pain. There's tears of celebration. Whatever your tears are right now, this is a symbolic act of giving those tears, those difficult, hard places to Jesus to ask him to redeem them. And then as you place those things either at the foot of the cross, then I just want you to ask him just to redeem those places. Is that okay? So if you're nearer the back, it would be better if you went to the back. And if you're nearer to the front, it'd be better to come over to the South Trans. If you want, there's also going to be a couple of people and the worship team are going to play a song for us and sing a song for us as we do it. So that you can remember that Father God sings over you. My son, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours.
Jesus. Listen to a thousand tongues, but there is one that stands above them Father's song, the Father's love. You sung it over me and for eternity. It's written in my heart. Perfect melody, the Creator's symphony. Sounds above them all. 
song the Father's love. You sung it over me and for eternity. It's written on my heart. It's perfect melody. Creator's symphony. another of I just want to close let's just bring these thoughts together Heavenly Father your word reminds us that you do not treat us as our sins deserve though we are your creatures and have strayed and rebelled against you you look longingly for us to return and rush to meet us when we turn to you. We thank you for your grace in Jesus Christ. The faith you give us to trust in him through this life and into the next. We pray as your people we would hold on to your words. Take courage from the example and faith of Jesus Christ. And live the life that you have given us for your glory. For since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with you, our God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we've gained access into this grace in which we can now stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Shall we stand together to sing our closing hymn before the throne of God above? <clears throat> the throne of God above. I have a strong, a perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is written on his hands, my name is hidden in his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no power can force against me. None can bid me hence depart. Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within. Upward I look and see him there, who made an end to all my sin. Does the sinless Saviour die? My sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. To look on him and pardon me.
risen Lamb, my perfect spotless Lamb, Jesus, the great hand of grace. One with himself I cannot die, my soul is purchased by his blood, my life is hid with Christ on high, with Christ my Saviour and my God, with Christ my Saviour and my God. I think they want an encore. Amen. <laughs>